But what's up, Llama listeners? In this episode, the entire Llama team, Scott, Frank, Jose, and I, discussed the four stoic virtues of wisdom, courage, temperance, and justice in the long-awaited sequel to Broicism. We had a really good time, and we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did making it. Enjoy. Live. Learning. Leadership. The Llama Lounge. Yo, welcome back to the Llama Lounge, a dialogue on all things life, learning, and leadership. This is Joe Bogdan, and we have the entire band back together again. Frankie Z, Dub Scott Green, and Jose Ramon. What's up, fellas? What's going on, Joseph? What is happening? (laughs) It has been a minute. It's been a minute since we got together, primarily because you guys are way busier than I am. Uh, (laughs) But uh, man, how are are things in your neck of the woods? We'll start off with Jose. What's going on with you? Hey, what's up, gents? Good to be back with everybody. Um, Nothing nothing crazy recently. Just uh, I'm in the middle of a virtual CLC, so... um, trying to put my words into practice with my kids and, you know, telling them that virtual learning possible. But I'm going to tell you, man, it, it's, it's not as easy as uh, I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's unfortunate because for me, chief leadership course was probably one of the, one of the funnest ones, you know, that you got to network with other chiefs and have interesting conversations and, you know, build those strong relationships. And I know, I know, I mean, you can do that virtually. It's just a little bit more difficult. Yeah. It's- it's a it's a challenge, um, especially you know we were talking today and it doesn't appear that they cut out a lot of material. They just mm-hmm. they condensed it to two weeks. So lots of reading, lots of writing, things like that. But all in all, it's good learning. Definitely miss out on the the networking piece on huh? a little bit doing that way. Oh, if there's the the negative side, that's what it is, man. It's hard, yeah. especially yeah. because you know I, I still try to reach out to people. Uh, via chat, but it's not the same, right? We don't mm-hmm. have any common ground other than we sat through an hour and a half or two hours worth of, of lesson. You know, we haven't broken bread together or anything like that. So that is definitely a challenge. So we'll you, see. is this, is this all you guys are all doing it at the same time, like virtual live sessions or. Yeah, we are. Um, fortunately, everybody that's in my, my, uh, my session, you know, we're all CONUS. Um, but my instructor okay. was kind of telling me that in the previous class where they did it for four weeks, um, there were some folks that were combined with all in PACAF and CONUS. And then there were some people that were in USAFE and also CONUS, right? So the time challenge is there. Same thing that we're going through, but imagine yeah. doing that for four weeks every day. Yeah. That's that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's not but it's all good. Roderick's Instructor's good. That. We're learning. Yeah. Roderick's doing that with Senior NCO Academy virtual right now. He's in Germany. So he's having to wake up at weird times. But yeah, that's got pretty wild. And two weeks to compress that all into two weeks, even if you were able to uh, build those relationships, you know, as effective on, you know, virtually, it's still going to be difficult to cram that in two weeks. Because for me, I think the first couple of weeks, we're still getting to know each other a little bit. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's good, but um definitely immersing myself in as much as I can doing lots of reading. Um, and, and the only reason that's been a little bit more challenging is, uh, fortunately I've been blessed. My, uh, my mom's actually here and so is my grandmother. Um, they yeah. came to help us out with the kids as the kids started school. Um, so that's awesome. But, you know, I kind of feel guilty because although I'm at home, I'm yeah. not present and I'm, you know, I'm not spending yeah. time with them. So. Yeah. But it's all good. 
yeah. count the blessings. Yeah, absolutely, man. How about you, Z? How you been doing? Uh, you know, work is work. I'm like, same old, same old, getting my butt kicked. And uh, it's fun <laughs> at the same time. You know, I love it. If I didn't love it, you know, I probably, I would probably think about retirement. But, you know, yeah. um, at, at this point, I love what I do. I love, I love the, the people that I work for and, and the organization that I'm a part of. So that, that part is super rewarding. Uh, the ops tempo out here is, is pretty high. Um, on top of that, you know, I'm just trying to stay balanced with my family. And, you know, Jose talked about being present. Man, that is so hard. That is yeah. so freaking hard. After you get home from getting your butt kicked at work or whatever, you just, it's exhausting. And uh, and then so, um, you know, kids are in virtual school, which I'm hoping that'll change in the coming weeks. Jose, are your kids in virtual school or are they, are they uh, going to school? So blessings, man. Jose started uh, in class this past Monday, actually. And uh, Gianna starts this next Monday. Ironically, when the when that hurricane or the tornado, the hurricane came through about, I don't know, maybe about a month and a half ago, a tornado yeah. hit their school. So they're, they're fixing all that and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Scott, what, what about you? So I, uh, yeah, I'm still uh, working from homes, teleworking for the most part. Um, every once in a while um, I get back to the office just because we have a uh, um, like limited days we can go in. Uh, so they just want to keep everyone still doing the social distance thing. But um, I'm still able to go out and do uh, like client consultations and visits and stuff like that. So, but for the most part, I'm working from home and I can't say there's a lot of separation because the kids are usually on the other wall on the other side doing their virtual school right now. So oh, okay. yeah. um, it's been good, but it's also been tough <clears throat> in the sense that, I, and I'll give you an example. Last night, my son was working on something. He had to write this like little mini essay, you know, he's in sixth grade. And he's asking me for help. And, and Joe, you, you can probably relate to this. And all you guys, you guys have all, you know, had like bachelor's, master's and stuff like that. So I'm used to writing at a certain level and he's asking me <laughs> for help. And I'm like, man, I, we might need to tone this down a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> what would you say? And I'm letting him actually type it out. Cause uh, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I should yeah. be helping you too much with this. So, but it's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my oldest one, yeah. My oldest one is, uh, He's back to football, so they're doing tackle ball. Eighth nice. grade. Yeah, so they're out there. Um, and he goes, I want to say next week, he goes back to school. <clears throat> and then in a couple of weeks, um, my younger one will, will go back to the actual school. So what they're doing is they, they let a certain amount of kids go back to school. So the, the teachers are teaching from the classroom. So they got about half the students in the classroom and the other half are working from home. Mm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm ready. I'm ready for the kids to get back to school because the yeah. fifth grade math, the fifth grade math is, um, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with the math. It's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do exponents and I haven't done exponents <laughs> in a while. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? I almost what? wish that they could just put the kids in the school and then they could just kind of have like this floating monitor come in with the teacher's face on it. And you like, <laughs> they can just teach from there. <laughs> yeah. They're getting, yeah, my, they're getting very little instruction right now. Yeah. Um, my wife is the math whiz. So anytime the kids have a, a math question, I'm like, go see mom. Don't even, mm -hmm. don't even mess with me. Go see mom. Yeah. If it's writing or social studies. Yeah. I'll hook you up. Uh, yeah. But they did a, my, my youngest did a, uh, he had to take a quiz on nine 11, like, uh, you know, with Osama bin Laden and Al Qaeda and all. I was like, wow, you guys are learning about this stuff. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause my friend told me that, uh, my buddy Reno told me that his kids in kindergarten, they're getting like tons of homework. 
like tons of homework. And I was trying to think, man, when I was in kindergarten, did I get a bunch of homework? I don't remember. <laughs> a bunch <laughs> well, of snacks. <laughs> yeah, it's wild, you know? It's pretty wild. But it's, so Z, you're not even, so you're in HPCon, Charlie, what's that mean over there in Korea? Um, basically, that means no leisure, no leisure travel. And then, and then if you're going um, off base, Mm -hmm. then you should be just be going to get essential items right okay. um, so they've deemed the barber shop and the hair salon as essential as, uh, as it should be <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um last time we went there we went to charlie <laughs> they said hey those things are no go and so people man they just had they just had yeah. a bit about it because because then you're stuck with the barbers on base and mm -hmm. you don't know necessarily what kind of haircut you're going to get yeah. Um, some of them are great. Some of them not so yeah. much, yeah. but uh, you can do the bubble to bubble, right? Bubble to bubble is like, you can go from one installation to another military mm. installation. That's mm. good. To go, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's good, man. Yeah. I, I started learning how to cut my own hair during this whole thing. So <laughs> <laughs> worked out fine. Uh, yeah. But man, so it's been, to, it's been a minute since I've been to a barbershop. Yeah, I can tell, yeah. <laughs> but you're looking good. I mean, you're looking good. Have, yeah. have we talked about the fact that Scott, like survive COVID? Yeah. No, we haven't. We can't. <laughs> Is that a bad? I mean, like that's. I mean, I mean, you're the first person I've talked to that that has it and went through. It. I mean, I remember when we yeah. talked on the phone, like insane. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a lot of fun. <laughs> no, not not, <laughs> no, not even no. a little bit. What no, you, what I mean, you, you know, <laughs> I I learned. Oh, never mind. I was going to mention something, but I won't mention that. Uh, no, uh, no. I it's a. Uh, I learned that you really have to be proactive in your recovery. Yeah. Um, you can't just sit around and be sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's usually how people end up getting worse. Uh, like with pneumonia and, and, and infections and stuff like that, you have to actually be pretty active in your recovery. So, um, I, I was down for, I had a, I averaged like a one-on-one fever for about two weeks straight. Mm. Um, lost about 16 pounds, no, no appetite, couldn't stay hydrated um, and just wiped out, just, just worn out every single day. But uh, once the fever um, broke, uh, then just each day got a little bit stronger, got a little bit healthier, uh, appetite started coming back. And I'll say I'm probably about like 90% there. I still get kind of tired in the evening, uh, usually around like four or five o'clock in the evening. I still kind of get a little, little worn out, but you know, feeling good, much better than I did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but that's old age. Like, you know, you're that taking could a nap. be old age too. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. <laughs> taking your nap with your applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I know, you know, another thing is, you make know, he was milking it for like the last week and a half. I was like, how are you doing? He's like, <laughs> coughing. <laughs> he was definitely milking it, man. Well, I couldn't breathe. I mean, I, I never had any like real serious uh, respiratory issues, but talking more than five seconds, I'd, I'd have this like naggy cough. Um, trouble catching my breath a little bit, uh, but <clears throat> you know, yeah. good, good now. Yeah, we're glad to have you back, man. We're glad oh, to have thank you. you back. Yeah, thank but you. yeah, Scott Green at like fifty percent is still better than most people at a hundred. So <laughs> thank you. Thanks. <laughs> so Thanks. yeah. So yo, today and I, hey, and I still work throughout all that too. I mean, I was working remote, but quote unquote uh, work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, but, I, but but I ended up later finding out that I could have just chilled for the two weeks, but uh, I didn't know any better. So yeah. I don't know any better to just chill for two weeks. Yeah, 
Actually, that probably can translate to some of the stuff we're going to talk about today because sure. when you got slapped with that one, you're probably like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to work? <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, so today we are doing a second round talking about Stoic philosophy. Our first episode entitled Broicism got some very good reviews and a lot of people asked if we were going to do a part two. Um, so, you know, here we are. And this time we titled this one Lamacism, as this time we are really going to provide our Lama perspectives on the Stoic virtues. So y'all ready for this? No. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So since Scott's not ready, I'm going to start off with him. All right. So, <laughs> so the four Stoic virtues are wisdom, courage, temperance, and justice. Now I was thinking that was a good idea to go ahead and just kind of explore all of them, each of them. And we'll talk about it a little bit. And first we'll start off with wisdom. So this is a quote from Epictetus. It says, the chief task in life is simply this, to identify and separate matters so that I can say clearly to myself, which are externals, not under my control, and which have to do with the choices I actually control. Where then do I look for good and evil? Not to uncontrollable externals, but within myself to the choices that are my own. So Scott, man, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on what Epictetus said right there? I'm getting like two trains of thought at once um first one is sort of reminding me of victor frankel a little bit with mm-hmm. the uh the kind of the, the understanding of logotherapy and and being able to control what you can control as far as um looking for a pause and and controlling your thoughts and, and your attitude towards things and the other thought train of thought i'm having is something that you we've probably already seen a dozen times on social media especially if it comes to a uh, like a political rant or a political thread where you get people just attacking and attacking with very little support or factual basis on their their uh, perspective. And so to me, uh, you know, when you mentioned wisdom, kind of, you know, deciding and being able to uh, really just go through and, and find out what the truth is, that's pretty important in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the logotherapy piece is huge because I think that um, – there's a lot of, there is like a healing part of it, right? Identifying what you can actually control about a situation and mm-hmm. just asserting your energy there, right? Because yeah. when you don't, I've seen it where people start getting spun out of control, you know, focusing on all the things they could do nothing about. And that's a lot in 2020. That's a big deal, right? There's a yeah. lot of stuff yeah. we could do nothing about and um, it impacts our health, right? So now, Jose, what do you think about that? Well, as you were reading that, um, I thought about uh, the serenity prayer, mm. which is, mm-hmm. you know, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Because um, like like Scott said, actually, I think you told me this once when we were at Travis. It's about, it's kind of about managing some of your energy um, mm-hmm. with some of the things that are outside of your control. There's no reason in expending energy in that because you can't fix it. You can't change it anyway. Mm. Um, what's the point in expending your energy, putting it something that you can you can change that'll add value to yourselves or to you or, or to the folks around you. And then the other thing, um, just cause this was the, something we talked about on Monday, um, chief Wright said something at a, a at AFA or something. He talked about VUCA and I had no idea what that was. I was like, mm. uh, okay, VUCA. Cool. I never, I never looked into or anything. And then this week they kind of talked about what VUCA yeah. um, is, which is, you know, the, the, the dynamic of the world that we're living right now, which is uh, right. volatile, uncertain, yeah. complex, and, and ambiguous. ambiguous. Yep. yep. And so as Scott was talking about right now, about where we're in in a society and as a, as a world, um, 
you need vision and understanding right now so much. Um, and I think that just goes in there with that wisdom that, that, you know, the virtue is getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Z, what do you think about that, man? And if you, what do you think about it when it comes to that energy that we're talking about and like maybe even when it comes to somebody's health? Yeah. So, um, you know, health is, is certainly a, a big, big thing, but before we talk about health, I do want to talk about how, you know, we've, we've come through this point, you know, us growing up in, in the age of information, right. And the mm-hmm. advent of the internet. Yeah. And then now we have all this information at, at the tips of our hands. But then as we, as we get more uh, sophisticated with that information, now that turns into the age of misinformation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So now you, you mm-hmm. have people that have completely just said, you know, and you probably have friends and peers that have said this, like, I don't even watch the news anymore. Yeah. Like the, the day of watching right. the news, like you just, you, you just have to be deliberate about not watching the news anymore because you get overwhelmed with all the information and, and you have to, you have to figure out what's facts and what's not. Um, so it does, you know, when we're talking about wisdom, it takes a deliberate focus to figure out, all right, what are you gonna, what are you gonna focus in on? And, and, you know, Joe, you know, like, like you jot out your goals and your to do's every time, whether that's you in quarantine or wherever you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're starting off on a new deployment, you know, you have to be deliberate on the things that you're going to focus on and you get after mm-hmm. that. And to me, that's where your wisdom comes from. And, and if not, if you're not deliberate about that focus, then you're going to get overwhelmed and you'll probably get knocked over with information. And that drives a, a maybe a, a bad perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that also relates to your health, you know what I mean? Because how you are, um, how you are mentally is going to ultimately determine your decisions. You know what I mean? So I, I, you know, that's, that's where I think wisdom is and you have to be deliberate, especially in today's, today's environment. Yeah. And I think you gotta be deliberate in seeking wisdom. Like you, you can't just be that person that just sits back and expects answers thrown to you because then you're, you're not ever going to know exactly what you're getting. And so it's important that if, if something's important to you, that you actually go out and do your own research and investigation and, and um, you know, you, you, you become the, uh, the catalyst for your own learning and not expect it all to be handed to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I love what you kind of said me there because we're really talking about how you perceive things, right. And how you're and what you're willing to spend that energy on what, and your discernment when it comes to what's important, what's not, what's urgent, you know, what's really important. Right. And, and even what might be important, but you just can do nothing about, right. And do nothing about it anyway. So there's so many things that we can't control and there's so many things hitting us left and right every day that if you don't take that deliberate action, like Frank was saying, you are just going to be spinning out of control. You're just being the whirlwind like all day. Mm-hmm. And then when you just come right. home, right, you come home at the end of the day and you've been in that whirlwind all day. I mean, that affects relationships at home. It affects relationships with all the people you care about. I mean, it, it just jacks you up real bad. Yeah. It's like those execs, those commanders execs that just respond to everything, you know, the, or the, <laughs> you know, the, the person, the, the commander, the chief says, Hey, I got an idea. And they're just thinking out loud. Then all of a sudden that's like, yes, we have to make that happen. And they go running around doing everything they can to make it happen. And then the next day it's like, Hey, I got an idea and it's something completely different. Yeah. And that person is just responding to everything instead of really trying to figure out what's really most important right now. Um, mm-hmm. do, do I, do I try to, you know, we, we can't manage everything. We can't mm-hmm. manage the world. We can't manage, um, you know, other people's beliefs and, and, and attitudes. 
we can influence them, but you know, I, I, I deal with a, a person in uh, my wife and we deal with a, a person in our life that uh, just frustrates us completely yeah. and all the support and all the help we've given that person, they still refuse to kind of do mm-hmm. the right thing. And so we're, we're, we're kind of like hands off now. We're like, you know what, we're not right. going to give up our energy and our time anymore for this. We've done everything we can. Let's focus on the things that we can control in our, in our lives. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like that comes with time, right? Being able to discern those things and figure those things out. I mean, it doesn't, you know, probably 20 year old Joe didn't respond the same as a 38 year old Joe does now. Right. And continuously getting better, but it is something that we can continuously improve upon. And um, I'm thinking, uh, Jose, you got anything that you could think of? How, how do you do it? What are ways that you can kind of remind yourself to, uh, to not get sucked into that whirlwind? Ooh. Hmm. Temperance. Jose's like, Jose's like uh, you know, I, I just get sucked into it. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's be real, right? Like, I think there's, there's some things that you get passionate about. And yeah. before you even realize that you're sucked into it, you're sucked into it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And I, I know um, it's, that's tough. That's a tough question. Cause I don't know if I've mastered that, if I'm honest with you. Um, yeah. I, I, I try to, I try to, find that pause that, that Scott was talking about, you know, Victor Frankel, um, and, and really just try to discern what the, what is actually going on, but it's mm-hmm. tough, especially when there's, you know, a bunch of things coming at once. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes your cup's just empty and, yeah. and you don't have the energy to discern anymore. You're just like, okay, let's just go at, go at it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Yeah. So, you know, to me, <laughs> to me, that space is, you know, for me, it's five in the morning. Mm-hmm. For me, that's that's when it's that's when it's just me in the morning. Like, and my family's normally still still sleeping. Um, even you know the base is is probably just barely waking up. Mm-hmm. But but that's where I can get myself together. That's where I can give myself pep talks. Um, that's where I can mm-hmm. pray. That's where I can meditate. Right. And that's where I can get myself ready for all of the challenges that are about to come. Mm-hmm. And I find that piece for that one hour so I could just get, fill my cup as much as possible. Cause I know that, you know, some things are going to happen whether at work or at home or something else where, you know, it's going to require me to, to discern a lot of things, to make decisions. Yeah. And, right. and that's where I find myself prepping, priming myself for the, for the oh, day. Yeah. yeah. So question, right. Cause when I was, li- when I was listening to Joe's question, I was more thinking like when it hits you, is there anything you do after that hour? Because I do the same thing. And Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, um, I get on my bike and I just go right out to a lake or something. Mm -hmm. And I can figure out things in that 20 or 30 minutes that I couldn't figure out for six hours, you know, earlier in the day or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So is there anything you do at that point of impact or? Um, you, you know that we were ta- we were having the same conversation. We were talking about Victor Frankel. Man, shout out to Victor Frankel because that dude changed changed my <laughs> changed, life. I think he changed yeah. all of right? Changed my yeah. life. Logo therapy. You know what I mean? Between stimulus, yeah, please? between stimulus and response. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, it, it just takes practice. There's I, there's almost yeah. nothing you can do in the moment though. I don't know. I don't know. You know, if they say step away from it. Um, I saw another. I saw another model. And, and I'm going to, I'll get the name here before, before we end the podcast, but it talked about emotional agility 
Mm -hmm. And basically the decision that you make in that space has to be aligned with your goals or your why. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I get that. I understand that. But in the heat of the moment, man, how difficult is that still? It's, you know, it's, it's very hard. It's very difficult. And I think um, <laughs> the more you do it, and I think what you said, Frank, like all the preparation before the day starts, that lays a foundation. Mm-hmm. But just like what you said, Jose, when it hits you, it's very difficult, yeah. right? But I think that we also have to know that we're not going to be perfect at it, right? And maybe the, just the more practice we have and identifying. And I know one thing I do is a younger me, felt like I had to give an answer right away or do something right away when the situation. Right. Yeah, came to me. Sure. And in reality, you don't, right? What's going to happen if you don't respond immediately, if it's not like a safety or like, you know, something that's going to happen, right? And you're not the same with someone's life. <laughs> it's just a decision because someone comes in here freaking out about something that it's important, but it doesn't need to be done right now. It's not life or death. Know? Yeah. Right. So you sit I think, I- think about it and then you can kind of like step back and make a, a more <clears throat> rational decision. Right. Go ahead, Scott. I think, I think, uh, like you said, experience and maturity has a ton to do with that because mm-hmm. if, if, if something comes my way that seems kind of hectic or, or concerning, the first thing I do is, is I take a brief pause and go, have I seen this before? Mm-hmm. If it's something I've seen before, I go, okay, I, I know if this needs my attention right now, or mm-hmm. if it's something that I can come back to at a later time, but you know, I'm, I'm you know, the much older one. So I've probably seen things that. You got Yoda skills that we don't have. Yeah. 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 But he's seen, he's seen a lot of stories. He's seen yeah. a lot of stories. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it's funny because I'll, I'll see things at work and I'll see, see, see things in other places and two people are kind of going back and forth and I'll just sit back and, and you know, I used to not be a, a big fan of laissez-faire leadership, but there are some cases where that works, right? Like you just kind of sit back and, and someone's, are you going to do something about this? And I'm like, this will work itself out. Mm-hmm. I've seen this. 10,000 times. Mm-hmm. I don't need to jump in the middle of it. I don't need to get my hair, uh, you know, uh, on fire. And it's a lot of hair. So it'd be, yeah. And it's a fire. lot of hair, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's one of those things. Like I think the, the experience, um, we, we forget how important that is. And then we, and then we can say, Hey, this is, this is important for me to respond to right now. I've seen this before. And right. especially if it's, if, if you're dealing with people, mm-hmm. right. Cause if you know your people well enough, and you know their tendencies and you know their, their, their attitudes, then you know whether or not you should respond right away or if you should just let things slide and, and cool off on its own. So I think, I think maturity and experience have a lot to do with it. You might be the first person to ever spin laissez-faire as like an effective leadership tactic. Exactly. Like, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> exactly. that's pretty awesome. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We should get you on a debate team, man. Like, laissez-faire, for <laughs> or against. Well, well, Change and, my and, mind. <laughs> and again, it's, it's such a subject. I think we've all studied it, whether it was at, um, <clears throat> excuse me, losing my voice, like some leadership academy or whether right. it was something we researched or something. And it's always one of those categories, right? right. It's always, mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. A, it's a leadership mm-hmm. style. And I was always that guy that was like, oh, no. But through experience and I go, you know what? This is, this is appropriate right now. Two people are disagreeing, button heads. I don't need to jump into this. Let, let them handle it because mm-hmm. they've done this before and they're going to handle it. So, um, right. But thank you, Frank. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're right though. I mean, there's times where you just need to step back and like, like you said, as we work towards those things and we've seen these things before, you can kind of identify what your triggers are too. 
right? It is, these that's are true. things that, that are going to trigger me, true. right? And these are all the filters that I put on this to give my own perception. And now I have the tools since I'm aware that maybe I can develop some, um, some, some tools to counter it. And like I said, we fall on our face. And this is what I think is really good about it is when you develop these skills, um, it doesn't mean you're not going to fall. It just might, means you could get up a little bit faster, right? As, as you continue to develop them. Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, let's go on to the next one. We're talking about courage. All right. So let me, uh, this Ryan Holiday, he stated that stoic courage is to face misfortune, courage to face death, courage to risk yourself for the sake of your fellow man, courage to hold your principles, even when the others get away with or are rewarded for disregarding theirs, courage to speak your mind and insist on the truth. And I like to add on there also having the courage to step outside your comfort zone, do things that are mm-hmm. difficult. And, you know, and one of his quotes in um, my favorite book, period, obstacles away is the path of least resistance is a terrible teacher. Right. And, and I think those are just such true statements. So I was going to start off with, uh, with Scott, what are your thoughts when it comes to courage? Well, I, uh, so as, as a, as a person of faith, um, I often look to the Bible for like motivation and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you read it, um, especially Christ's teachings, he'll tell you that we are going to have trouble in this world. Like it's mm-hmm. life is not going to be easy. So, so for some people who decide, <clears throat> Hey, I want to become more spiritual because I want an easier life. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. Mm-mm. It helps you manage that life though. Mm-hmm. And so I think courage is understanding that, whatever comes my way, I'm going to work myself through it. And I'm going to be able to uh, stand my beliefs and stand by my values, regardless of what other people say or however people try to, to, to push me in one direction or the other. Um, because, you know, we, we, we live in a world where, um, and, I, and I'll give you an example. I have friends that are very left-leaning and mm-hmm. I have friends that are very right-leaning. Mm-hmm. And the second you say something that's on your mind, that they disagree with, it becomes like an all out war. But the thing is, if it's something that it's a value that's important to you, you should have the courage to be able to say what's on your mind without fearing how people are going to respond to it. And so I I think, I think um, people should look for ways to develop courage. And like you said, Joe, um, taking the easy road is not the way you do that. Um, you, You have to be willing to accept challenges and, that's the only way you are going to learn to, to grow and develop. Yeah. Frank, what are your thoughts? You know, when I think of, when I think of courage, um, I think of uh, the courage to be yourself, mm. you know, I mean, one, you have to figure out who, who the heck that is. Right. Right. And, and it's interesting because, you know, all of us are going to give us, give our opinions of what courage is, but it's like, we're giving our opinions of where we're at in our life right now. Right. You know what I mean? Because if you ask 25-year-old Z, hey, what do you think about courage? I'm like, oh, some badass who, you know. <laughs> liquid, liquid courage. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever that whatever that 25-year-old would say. But today it's just like, man, have the courage to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times have you been into a meeting where you're like, man, that's dumb? Mm-hmm. As a, yeah. That is not that is not, you know, a good direction or a good good course of action is that we should we should we should do, but you're too afraid to say that because you're, you're afraid of what people are going to think about you. Right. Right. Instead of having the courage to say, Hey, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we reattack that and do it a different way? Yeah. And then, and then what I'll, what ultimately happens is you don't say anything because your, your ego gets in the way 
mm-hmm. and you want to protect your self-identity. So then somebody else says, hey, this is a dumb idea. Let's do something else. And then that, that leader in the room says, what a great idea. Thanks yeah. for your input. You're like, dang it. I should have said something. You missed your moment. Yeah. All of us have have had those moments in our life, but it's just the, it's you're fighting yourself to be courageous and be comfortable in your own skin. Um, And and I think that's what courage is um, to me. Man, you know, you just hit a perfect, you know, when you talk about, and I I don't want to turn this into, um, like we're talking about 2020 again, right? And with all the, uh, the racial issues we have and with leadership and discussing, I think a lot of it was, a lack of courage to say, I just don't know the answers, guys, but we want to have conversations, right? People didn't want to be vulnerable to the fact that I just don't know, right? Yeah. I don't know. And, and I think that, you know, that courage manifests in that way as well, right? And then that we can start moving forward as an organization. Yeah. I, and I think, again, Z, that that also comes with um, having um, knowledge of your, your experiences as well, right? Because you know, like, you, you're, you, you've seen it go down the wrong way before, you got to be able to step up and, and, and not worry about what, a, what anyone says. So mm-hmm. I think that's been sort of my biggest thing. Um, I, I remember I started really feeling that way my last couple years in the military. I would sit in these staff meetings and they're talking about doing this, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, this makes no sense. <laughs> right. right. And I would bring it up and the room would go quiet. Like, are you really questioning the decision? I'm like, yeah, I'm questioning the decision. This doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. And, and so now I, when I'm in a meeting now, it's hilarious because I'll, I'll do, and it's the same response. I'll, <laughs> I'll say, and I'm like, yeah, how about we do this? Or have you considered this? And people are like, he's a genius. You know, like, you got to look at things from different perspectives. You know, yeah. the, the, the more perspectives you have, the more solutions you have. And if you just count on one person in the organization to solve all the problems, uh, you're, you're just really going to go down a tunnel. So yeah, you got to be able to step up and say, uh, if you, if you think things are a wrong decision or, or they can be made better. Yeah. Yeah. Jose, what are your thoughts, man? What, what do you think about this whole virtue of courage? I think, uh, it's, it's being able to get out of your own way. Mm. Um, so whether that's, uh, you know, a, a fear of failure or mm-hmm. a fear of rejection or whatever, right. You add whatever that fear is and, and, knowing like z said knowing yourself enough that if you didn't do what you think you should mm-hmm. or or vice versa um that you couldn't you couldn't stand it with yourself you know what i mean because right. i think if you go against your own virtues your own goals your own objectives whatever you're just going to beat yourself up mm-hmm. for days and weeks and years and and live with regret so um i think it's it's being able to stand up for what it is that you believe in not not in a way in which um, you don't allow for somebody else's perspective to enter, but mm-hmm. in a way where they at least understand uh, where you're coming from. Have you guys seen the movie Act of Valor? Who's that? Who's that with? Um, it's it's that one with the, what's that? I, I can't remember it's if the, I've seen that one. It's like the, <laughs> Is that the um, one where they had the actual military members playing people and they acted yes. terribly? Okay. I think I did see that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh yes it wasn't the best acting but i remember the very end right like there's there was this poem by chief tecumseh that they said mm-hmm. and that thing is just stuck with me like that's like my mantra right mm-hmm. but the main part that i remember is um and you can insert whatever you want with the religion part trouble no one about their religion their opinion whatever 
it says respect others in their view, but demand that they respect yours. Like, yeah. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, to me, I think that's what courage is in whatever situation. Yeah. I, and, I, and I just, I just had one more thought on it as well. Uh, and as much as it is being able to step up and, and, and kind of, you know, ruffle feathers a little bit, it's also courage is also being able to let somebody else take the lead mm. and, and take that risk, right? Mm -hmm. That, okay, right. Th this person's real passionate about what they believe in. Let me step yeah. back and let them take the lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also having the confidence that mm -hmm. you have a strong enough foundation that whatever situation gets you get put into, you're going to be able to rebound from that as well. Right. I don't know. I don't know, Scott. That sounds a lot like laissez-faire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever since Scott grew that beard, he has gone full laissez-faire. And everybody's like, he's a genius. <laughs> he's a genius. He's so relaxed He barely now. does anything. What's going on? We salute you, Mr. Laissez-faire beard-growing man. Just chill, bro. Chill. <laughs> it's no. going to be all right. I think that's a good point though, man, on the courage, because it really is a, a point where you're, you gotta sometimes like, like Jose said, get out of your own way. And I think a lot of times ego gets in our way and you know, we have a hard time letting go of things and letting other people take the lead. And, um, and it does take courage, especially if you find your purpose and meaning and always being the leader or always mm -hmm. being right. Right. And all those things, it's real difficult and it takes, uh, you have to muster up some courage to be able to, to be able to allow yourself to do, give, give yourself permission to do something like that. So it's right. like, it's like when you delegate something to somebody at a, you know, maybe they're probably in a lower level than you are in the organization and people are like, uh, I can't believe you handed that task to them or to give them that responsibility. And you just kind of, you know, you, you know yourself well enough that you're mm -hmm. going to be able to recover the situation if that person starts hitting roadblocks, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you know, like, hey, if something happens, I can come in and, 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 and get things fixed if it needs to be. So there's courage in allowing other people to take responsibility. So here's, here's a common like question that, you know, I've heard not necessarily asked to me, but, you know, um, just asked in certain um, venues where we were talking about leadership and they're like, well, how do you build courage? Mm -hmm. You know, where does that come from and what are, what are some things that you do to, you know, how did, you, how did you get to the point where you are in your career now and how did you get, yeah. you know, how did you look so courageous in your leadership and all that good stuff? What do you guys, what do you guys think about it? You know, um, for me, I think constantly finding ways to put myself in positions where I have to muster up courage. I didn't used to do that, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't used to do that. But at some point I realized that it was important enough to do that, you know, for me, for my growth. So I would continuously find myself putting myself in things. So I've never done that before. Let me try it out. I'm probably going to suck at it, you know, <laughs> you know, and those are things that I got to put my <laughs> ego to the side and, and show some courage in that way, I think. And, um, and it's not huge things. It could be small things, you know, it could be just things you haven't done before, but it's constantly just kind of, um, what is that? Like just putting yourself in that, in that mental gym, <laughs> right. And, and getting that fitness up and, and, and making yourself a little bit harder in those ways, uh, balancing that with compassion still, of course, but making yourself a little bit more vulnerable to situations where, you're not going to come out looking all shiny at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I would, I would say at the same time, exposing yourself to different opportunities or, or areas that, so, so you can get more experience and familiarity. So you, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I, I talk to people who, you know, Joe, you and I used to talk all the time about my, my old unit back in Travis yeah. and some of the things that took place. Yeah. Right. And, and, and you know, some yeah. of the things that, the, you know, yeah, I had to go in the middle of the night to go figure this out and had to go mm -hmm. do this and do that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, 
the stuff that I see now mm-hmm. is nothing compared to those experiences, right? So right. having those experiences now when somebody has a challenge or an issue or right. something comes up at work, I yeah. kind of take it like, ah, I, we've been through this before or I've been through this before. This is how we handle it. Right. And so it, it is being around different events and, and activities uh, to give you more uh, experiences. Man. Sometimes you know, on purpose and sometimes just thrown at you, <laughs> but most of the time just thrown at you, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exposing, being exposed or, ex- or purposely exposing yourself to different types of situations and challenges. I mean, they're just, like you said earlier, if you've seen the story before, you know, you're, you're going to have a better perspective on it. It might not be the exact same story, but um, I know that my personal opinion in the military, if you don't PCS very much and you stay at the same place forever, you have, you complain a lot about first world problems. You know what I mean? Because you haven't been exposed to nothing else, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But when you go overseas, you go to different places, you start mm-hmm. developing yourself and you realize, oh, that's a real problem right there. This that we're wigging out about over here, not really a yeah. problem, right? So, <laughs> so you start developing all those things and now, um, and that comes off as courage, but it's really a lot of its experience, right? Kind of developing it along the way. Yeah, the stair climber at the gym is still down. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, some of that, some of that's uh, mentor mentorship, right? Yeah. Uh, the people, the people that you you hang out with, and mm-hmm. you know that allow you to, to either complain or they'll yeah. they'll hold you accountable um, to your goals. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I don't want to say that the opposite of courage is going to be cowardice, but I would say that if you're hanging out with a bunch of people that never want to spread themselves out, uh, stretch themselves out a little bit and out their comfort zone, you're probably going to be staying in the same little box that they're in. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. going to influence, you know, how much courage you have. Yeah. Eventually sleeping on each other's couches and uh, yeah. Yeah. then yeah. all moving into the basement together and just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> life right. is hard outside this this building <laughs> all right let's let's go on to the next virtue the third virtue and i'm going to start off with jose on this one temperance yes. oh great <laughs> <laughs> wow temperance, <laughs> temperance. Uh, cut, so. country country of origin <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> can, can you use that in a sentence? Can you use that in a sentence? <laughs> so, I'll, I'll do D-E-M-D-E-R-A-N-C-E. better. I'll do better. Temperance. I'll even define it a little bit. All right. So, temp- <laughs> temperance is the knowledge that abundance comes from having what is essential. The Stoics often use temperance interchangeably with self control. Self control, not just towards material goods, but self-control, harmony, and good discipline always, and pleasure or pain, admiration or contempt, failure or triumph. Temperance is guarded against extremes, not relying on the fleetingness of pleasure for happiness, nor allowing the fleetingness of pain to destroy it. And, and I think, you know, to me, like, yeah, that whole thing about... Um, about self-control Jose is like got discipline, it right yeah I, I really i really think discipline right i think of this one as discipline yeah, you know discipline for sure. yeah. yeah so what do you what do you think jose stare at the beard jose D- discipline <laughs> the answer is there discipline yeah. right it's i mean that, that's just the foundation and it's the key to everything mm-hmm. um i remember uh playing baseball you know you you'd get up there and you'd take ground balls or you'd, you'd, you'd take a swing, or you'd get to your position, and you're just running through these drills constantly mm-hmm. so that when, the, when it happens, you know what to do. Um, right. 
and on the the other side for the discipline is you know most things that you do in excess mm-hmm. i guess all things that you do in excess normally don't end, end well right mm-hmm. w- whatever that is you know um so being disciplined in your approach um like z mentioned earlier taking the time before the day comes and going over your schedule going mm-hmm. over your calendar going over your goals going over your objectives um will help you because you you already know the way in which you're approaching things. Um, so yeah, discipline, 100% discipline. If you're not disciplined, um, most of the time you don't accomplish whatever it is that you want to get done. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And you know, in that part in the in this thing where it talks about motivation earlier, we we're talking about motivation. I remember when, uh, I think it was in Goggins book when he was talking about, uh, you know, don't worry about being motivated. Motivation comes and goes, you know, sometimes you're motivated to do something, sometimes you're not. But what we need to really like build in ourselves is discipline because that's mm-hmm. that stays right that doesn't go yeah. up and down with how we feel and i think i think that's a powerful thing that i think about whenever i think about discipline so frank what do you think man uh one of my favorite quotes is uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard man i love that mm. because that tells me i have a chance that tells me that tells me i got a chance Um, you know i'm not talented in a lot of a lot of things but there might be one or one or two things where you know man i could just if i just work harder than than my competition then then i could i could be the winner you know i mean i could win i could you know compete and be a competitor and so that requires discipline Uh, and that's something that i i teach my kids all day like it's something my, my father taught me. He's like, look, which, which when I was like 13, I didn't understand. He's like, look, you're not the smartest dude. You're not the fastest. You're not the strongest. But uh, none, none of that matters because as long as you're the hardest person, the hardest working person in the room, mm-hmm. he's like, you, you, you'll be a competitor. And so that's stuck with me uh, till this day and um, is the reason why you know, I, I probably work so hard now just because uh, you know, I'm committed to that, to that motto there. Yeah. I mean, the world is full of people who have great talent without discipline, right? I mean, like that don't mm-hmm. meet their potential and you see them left and right. And it actually frustrates me more because I was saying, I was like, you have the capabilities, but you're not willing to put into work. And that is yeah. driving me insane. Then I got to go yeah. back to that temperance mm-hmm. thing, right? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> control myself because I'm like, I just want to come across the desk. I'm like, how can you not work? You, if you just worked a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> you'd be ahead mm-hmm. of a lot of people right now. And, but uh, I, I think that has something to do with with that they, they don't there's there's no self-awareness there yeah like like all right dude like you could be performing at least another 50 percent you're mm-hmm. you're at you're at half throttle right now like yeah they, they just don't even understand what their capabilities or what their potential is and right. for a leader yeah that that drives you nuts mm-hmm yeah, I remember I was talking to a senior man one time and he was telling me about he was going to school, doing online school, right? And um, we were talking about discussion posts. And I was actually saying that if you take it seriously, you can learn a lot from the discussion posts, but most people just kind of go through the motions, knock out their two requirements. Oh, and stuff, yeah, right? yeah. But, but you yep. can actually learn yep. if you read it, right? And then he was like, oh, I just take L's on the responses, man, because I'll still pass without doing the responses. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wow. like, I was like, man, you ever been like, 
you ever felt like maybe you're so smart that you end up underachieving? And he was like, <laughs> and he said, did you just call me? Did you just say I'm so smart? I'm stupid. And I was like, I didn't say that. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like you're not willing you to draw your own conclusions. Right. Yeah, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> man. Scott, what do you think, man, about this whole idea of temperance and how that influences us, you know, whether I, I, it's personal or professionally? Yeah, I, I look at, well, so as a father, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a 13 year old. I got a, um, was the other kid? He's 11. It blows my mind that he's 11 now because he's in middle school. And I'm like, dude, you were just born. Like, yeah. And so and we have a four-year-old, we have a two-year-old or three, about to be four. Yeah. Um, and then we have a uh, uh, five-year-old. And so temperance is important in, the, in La Casa de Verde because, uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that can make you frustrated. There are a lot of things that can, you know, uh, drive you bananas. And as a father, it's, you know, ultimately my responsibility to uh, sort of set the example of how I want my kids to respond to things. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm flying off the handle every time I'm annoyed or every time, you know, somebody doesn't do a chore, um, I'm not setting the example. So for me, temperance is really about self-control and, and you know, just kind of making sure that I'm not um, um, responding to things with energy that doesn't need to be responded with. So for instance, if I'm getting upset and angry and it doesn't fix the situation, it doesn't help the situation at all. I'm just wasting my energy. And at the same time, my kids are going to look at me like, Oh, so that's how you respond to things that you don't like. Mm -hmm. So if something at school happens, they're allowed to fly off the handle. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the attitude that I don't want them to, to adopt. And it's the same thing at work too. Right. We've all been frustrated at work. We've all, frustrated with subordinate and i've from my experiences the boss that had um like the worst temper or the worst Mm self-control lost credibility the fastest Mm -hmm. you know so if they're flying off the handle at people and they're um i i had a commander that would drop f-bombs cursing people out and, and you know ridiculing them and that person lost all credibility with anybody that that came in contact with that that experience. So to me, temperance is really about self-control and, 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 and it's also confidence that, okay, I, you know, again, I keep going back to experience, but I've been here before. There's no reason for me to fly off the handle. I know how to get us out of this situation. And so, or I know how to make the situation better. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's the way I look at temperance. It's also about controlling what we're looking for too, right? I remember I saw um, a daily stoic video um, the other day and it said, the best way to make sure you are always offended and upset is by looking for those things that will offend you and make you upset. So if you mm-hmm. keep looking for them, you're going to find the stuff that mm. make you offended and upset, oh. right? Yeah, and so this day like, and age too, well, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no way around it. If you just want to find it, you'll find it. So it takes mm-hmm. discipline to not be seeking it out. Right. And, and, and it starts inside first. And something else that I saw that they were talking about was like anger over small things versus huge things. And I started thinking about it. Like we, I think I know me personally, I do kind of like maybe lose it more on something that's kind of minor versus something that's huge. When it's huge, I think about it a little bit more like that was a big deal. Right. Or mm-hmm. whatever. And then the example that they gave was like, if you scrape your knee, that hurts like hell. But if you actually lost your leg, you wouldn't feel that right away. It's like your body's going to go to <laughs> with the nervous system. Yeah. But, but it kind of tells us that we can control ourselves even on the small things if we can control ourselves on the big things, right? And have that. Yeah. So I, I found that really interesting as well. Yeah, I think I, I, can, I can tie. What, what, are, what are our four categories again? 
Oh, it's temperance. And we haven't temperance. talked about justice yet, but it'll justice. be cur- wisdom, wisdom, courage, courage. And justice. wisdom, courage. So I look at temperance sort of like patience, mm-hmm. right? Um, just, just like, again, be cool. <laughs> just, just, you know, things, you, be active in the situation, right? You don't just sit yeah. back too much and yeah. let everything you know, work itself out. Okay, laissez faire. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to be completely <laughs> I, yeah, I like to sit back and let things like right out. That's really the essence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, man, I'm just going with the flow. Um, <laughs> no, but patience, just having what patience. What is that voice, Scott? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> right now? Like, what do you turn into? I'm, what do you turn into when you're I'm, doing laissez-faire? I don't know, man. I'm um, part Matthew McConaughey and part oh, okay. Lebowski okay. or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, it's that the beard. Great. It's doing it to me. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Chill, bro. If you ever cut that beard, we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna make us worried now. I'm yeah, due, had it, you yeah. had it for so long. Yeah. I'm really due for a trim, though. It's yeah. Well, we don't even know what's like behind a, there anymore. Yeah, I it's mean. like a caterpillar on my lip. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It, it, but it, have you turned into yeah, like the yeah, hipster done... who who does the waxes and the oils? No, and no, no. The, I I, I used on. to use a uh, a cream. A uh, what is it called? A beard butter. Um, a friend of mine owns a barbershop in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and him and his uh, wife make their own products and stuff. So uh, when I first started growing it out, I used beer buttered and all that yeah. stuff to keep it nice and smooth. This is uh, this is really great, man. I, this I is good stuff. It. Yeah, I love I love how we went in this direction here. But let's bring it back. Let's talk about the last <laughs> virtue. Back. But last I digress. Virtue. Yeah, good last, redirect. <laughs> the last <laughs> virtue was justice. So uh, justice. We talk about higher cause. We are all one. Doing the right thing by everyone and not just by yourself. And really, I think about it is like doing the right thing right? Doing the right thing. And, um, this is the, the one where I think about things that like, um, like taking the shopping cart back, right. Or yes. something huge. Right. But I mean, those little things too, being doing the right thing when nobody's looking, even though it's minor and nobody would care maybe. Right. And so I want to start off with Z. What do you think about that, man? When it comes to justice and doing the right thing, man, you like struck a nerve when you said taking the cart back. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, does I mean, because it's all the way over there. Like, do I really like someone that gets paid can really just come out here and take it back? And he's no, my kids in the car, they're watching every move that I make. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um it's easy for me to sometimes I, I can I can cut corners. Yeah. I, I mean that honestly, that doesn't keep me up at night if I cut corners, right? Um well, I'm not talking about lying, cheating, and stealing. I'm talking about not taking the grocery cart back when mm-hmm. you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the 25-year-old opinion versus who I am today, I'm a father today. Mm-hmm. I'm a leader within my organization. So everything that I do mm-hmm. is it says something about who I am and my philosophies on life and, and what type of character that I want to be right? That, I, that I'm striving to be every day, that I'm fighting to be mm-hmm. every day. So when I don't take the cart back, that says something about who I am, mm-hmm. right? That, that tells my son that it's okay to cheat. It's okay to cut corners. And, and I don't think that way, right? And mm-hmm. so um, my values have to match my actions. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, that's what I think about when I think of justice. Yeah, I mean, this wouldn't be you know, one of the virtues, if it was something that not all of us would struggle with, 
right? I mean, yeah. it's, you know, doing the right thing, if it was just easy, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be, we wouldn't even need to talk about it just because doing what you do normally, right? It's not doing the right <laughs> thing, right? So I think that's a, that's a good point that you bring up that, you know, we all, we all probably struggle with at some, some point, but, but it's, it's, it's actually reeling it back and saying, okay, what's the right thing here? There is that, do you guys ever watch The Simpsons? long time ago there so it was a long time ago right there was this episode where for whatever reason the the city of springfield was like rallying around bart simpson mm. and so like whatever he said they were like yay this is bart simpson day or whatever and there was this one thing where he said i don't feel like doing that and mm -hmm. then everyone was like yeah be like the boy be like the boy <laughs> so everybody in the city adopted this mentality of i don't feel like doing that yeah. and then like like they i guess they had a like a, a ferris wheel or whatever and the maintenance guy didn't feel like tightening the nuts or whatever and next you know the ferris wheel goes rolling the city ends up on fire like everything just collapses when people don't do things because they just don't feel like doing them right and and and, and i mean it's it's look at our society today you know there there's there's a ton of people who would rather make uh like when this whole uh covet thing happened we saw a lot of businesses in our areas struggle because when they had to shut down for a couple weeks employees were like, okay, I'm quitting and I'm going to start taking unemployment. Mm -hmm. And what was happening was the government was saying, okay, you get your unemployment, plus you get additional unemployment benefits. And so when the companies are saying, hey, we want to hire you back, they're like, no, 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 no. I'm making more money sitting at home than I would be actually working. And so what ends up happening is the nation goes more and more in debt. These businesses aren't able to recover uh, because they're staying <laughs> you know, close because they can't open back up for business because they don't have the employees. Mm -hmm. So it's just that <clears throat> that kind of mindset when you know the right thing to do is to go to work. You know the right thing to do is tighten that bolt. You know the right thing to do is put your shopping cart back. But when we, as a society as a whole, start skipping those things and cutting those corners, what ends up happening? You can see over the course of time how, how you know, just organizations, and you just take a basic organization, you know, planes go down, you know, things break. Uh, and people mm -hmm. just don't do what they're the simple things that they're supposed to do because they want to cut corners. Yeah. No, and, and you know, that, that is that thing that you just talked about, that's a complex thing, right? About like people going back to work, getting paid more to stay at home. And some of them might even felt like they were actually putting themselves more at risk of getting COVID if they went to work and then they're getting paid more to stay home. So it just made rational sense, right? Yeah, Versus yeah. right and wrong. So there's a lot of stuff there, but you know, your, your, your point, you know, it makes a lot of sense that when we talk about these things, um, there's, there's like the, we talk about like, what's the easy route, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. What's the more difficult route where we should take? And, the and then we have least resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Pass of least resistance. That's, the that's hard what right versus the easy wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So that, there's, there's a lot of that too, when it comes to doing the right thing. And I think, um, and, and then what's right to all of us is a little bit going to be different. Right. And we, mm -hmm. and we got to figure that out as well. But um, I think like, I really do believe that if you are willing to do what's quote unquote, right into small things, you're more likely going to mm -hmm. do the right thing when it comes to the big things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do, well, you and you can't you can't be expected to give be given that responsibility in the big things mm -hmm. if you can't demonstrate that you're willing to do the right thing in the small things. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all had that that junior person in our department that cut corners, but then always got mad when they didn't get promoted, or right. got mad when they weren't recognized for something. And it's like, I, I I'm giving you simple things to do, and you don't want to do those. Mm -hmm. and, and but you're getting upset when I don't give you the big things to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, and, and it's also talking about doing the right thing for everybody, not just yourself, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to make that sacrifice, and, and yeah. it sucks, <laughs> and it sucks, right? You got to you got to be like, all right, I'm gonna stay here and do this, even <laughs> though I got family that wants to see me right now, or whatever that might be. Um, there's a lot of it makes it difficult, but that's why I think you know, like we said, it's 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 a virtue because it's not necessarily easy for us to just kind of go that mm-hmm. route, and it, and it doesn't always seem fair, right? Because because mm-hmm. what you perceive as justice. Mm-hmm. may not be what actual justice is right and so you may not get exactly mm-hmm. what you wanted but in the big yeah. picture it's fair it's more fair to everyone across the board than getting exactly what you thought you deserved yeah absolutely you guys got any other thoughts on justice man and doing the right thing you, you know when we talk about justice i think the other word that we're we're talking about is integrity mm-hmm. you know i mean okay. so to me those are sort of one and the same in, in a lot of situations is a funny story we were talking about we were in san diego one one time on a trip me and my buddies and um we saw this uh we saw this old pirate ship right and then my my friend who's like familiar with boats he's like oh i wonder you know the pirate ship was like this big wooden pirate ship right and the guy friend was like i wonder um what kind of integrity that that boat has and then my other friend was like oh yeah because that boat does the right thing when no one's looking <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's funny. It has nothing to do with justice but i, I wanted to <laughs> share that slap. story that's a knee slap yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's the old dad joke for yeah, you yeah yeah i'm gonna say that's that's a dad joke right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah but, but yeah I mean, I mean to me i think that regardless of what your faith is or operating system is if you can like live to these for virtues and it might be different within your belief sets right i think that you could live a pretty good life right you could live a, a value-added life where you're not just living for yourself and being selfish but helping other people along the way and continuously improving yourself and that's why i think i really enjoy stoicism and i, I enjoy reading the um the daily stoic and books that ryan holiday puts out and watch the videos because there's a lot of value there and i think I, I know for me personally i think it's helped me become a better person for sure yeah yeah no doubt it's it's a good uh, sort of guideline uh, framework to to work off of. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And, you know, look at staring at these virtues on paper. You know, wisdom, courage, justice, and temperance. You're like, all right, yeah, that seems seems like they're fair and logical things that you can do in your life to be successful. But it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. These things, these are complex issues and uh, requires a little bit of studying and discipline. And work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, what it boils down to is be willing to work. Right. Right. With, with all of them, you, yeah. you have to work on every, every one of them. Mm-hmm. So there's, I don't think there's any, any one of us. And especially like, like Joe, I mean, you studied this, I think you studied this topic more than anybody, but you didn't just study the topic and go, okay, I got it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like, okay, I'm studying the topic. I still need to continue to study, mm-hmm. but I'm also making the point to apply these things to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I, I think that's important for everybody, um, whatever your, your value system is, whatever your, your uh, if it's stoicism or whatever it is, is you have to be continuously working on it. It doesn't just, it's like going to the gym. You don't just stop when you, you know, okay, I got the biceps I wanted. I'm done. Yeah. No, yeah. you, you got to keep working on it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Sweet guys. Well, that was a good time. 
I think we'll yeah. probably well we're gonna do it again in like a year and a half or sure you do, sure. do these once a year <laughs> yeah. and get, get going. It's therapeutic for me yeah. to be able to talk to you guys, so I appreciate. Hey, it. we should do this in person one day. Yeah. Hey, whoa, that's an idea. That'd yeah. Great. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. We're Are there like funds for that? Like, DIY funds or something? We got or funds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jose could work that, man. He got some- <laughs> Joe. Joe could pay yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that why you're deploying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our, funding our strategic offsite. Oh, cool. We'll, we'll all meet. We'll all meet at Fight Island, and we'll. There do- we go. Oh wow! <laughs> I was. I, I was. It's, it's coming up next week, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Vegas. You're like Dubai. Oh, okay. Do you eat whatever? <laughs> man, love you guys. We had a great time, man. and we and we definitely got to do it a little bit sooner than uh, a year from now. So we'll do one when I'm down here. No, I know. Oh. I'm just joking. I just keep, keep kicking it down the road. And the Half next thing year. you know, it's six, yeah, it's been like six yeah, months. Man, it has. It's been like six it's been months. Six yeah. months I think. <laughs> it yeah. was episode three. We're all like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, but awesome, guys. Sweet. Well, appreciate your time. And uh, we'll get back together again soon. And to all our listeners, as always, be safe, stay healthy. The llamas are out. out. Peace. Peace. Temperance. T E M P. Thanks for tuning in to the Llama Lounge podcast. Be sure to visit the homepage for links to products and services related to this episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. See you next time.